You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome back to the Get Tucked Podcast. I am your host, Tuck. Here we are again on another beautiful Monday. Honestly, it actually feels like a Monday. I'm groggy and moving slow. My nephew kicked my ass this weekend, but he also told me that he likes my new songs, and if you don't, well, go fuck yourself. But that was really nice of him. He's a nice guy. I like him. He's three, so you know he's he doesn't really have a lot of a filter. He's just going to tell you how he feels, and he likes them. So there you go. Speaking of fit for a king, we have a new video out for Locked in My Head. Ah, this is a very special song to me. We had an amazing time writing it, and it was a great group effort. One of those really natural moments where everyone's just vibing on an idea and it wasn't super difficult. And it's funny for those who um, maybe are having trouble because they're like, hey, Fit for a King seems like they're going lighter. We really didn't. Um, it's just instead of the all singing song on this record being really depressing and dark. It's just a little more fun. It's not like we added more singing. There's actually more screaming on this record than on dark skies. So I think you're going to like it in the end, but I appreciate you all listening, whether you like it or not, all jokes aside, it is very kind of you. So I appreciate you and go check out that video because it's really fucking good. It's probably our coolest video yet. Shout out to Kevin Johnson, Zach Mayfield, and Hometown Crew ATL for helping us out. Um, it's It was so fun. We got to shoot like 48,000 fireworks, and it was a great time. So go check it out. Uh, and make sure that you request... Locked in my head on Sirius Octane Test Drive. If you listen to Sirius, please call in, go online, request it. It would mean the world to us. We really can't do it without your help. We need your help. We want this song to blow up. So go and request it in your area. Please, 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 and thank you. We love you. Okay, another cool thing I did this weekend was lose my voice, kind of. Um... I did this, uh, I got asked by a local screamo band named Oak Heart from upstate New York if I would uh, come and act like a dum-dum in their music video. So I did, and it was really fun. Uh, the band is great. They sound kind of sound like Gideon and Silent Planet um, fused together because it's got some Silent Planet-y riffs, but it's definitely heavier and a little more ass-beater. The vocalist Hayden has a really unique voice. I thoroughly enjoy it, and I think you guys should all go listen to Oakheart and be on the lookout for when that video drops. Shout out to Brandon Lane for directing that and helping me to get all crazy. 
uh, it was a really good time. I loved it. They were all really nice too, and they got me good pizza, and I like good pizza. Okay, this week on the podcast, we have my buddy Tyler Tate. Tyler is the lead screamo in the band Hollow Front from Michigan. Uh, about a year or two ago, our very own Ryan Kirby started managing this band. They are about to blow up and are currently in the process of their new album, Loose Threads, is an absolute banger. Um, I'm really proud of this band. It's a great time getting to talk with him. Um, proud of them, proud of Ryan for everything that they are accomplishing. You know, the band is unique. They sound great. It's got some heavy moments. It's got some emotional moments, but it's not a cookie cutter band. They, I, they don't sound exactly like any other band. It's kind of if Dayseeker and like moments of the ghost inside and then some silent planet moments and, some architects moments. It's just beautiful band. So go listen to hollow front and their new album. It is called loose threads. Sorry. I paused for a second. I just got a text and it came up on my screen. It distracted me. God damn it. So here's my conversation with Tyler of hollow front. And it's time for the show. Are you ready to get talked? I've I've been waiting. I've been waiting anxiously for this moment to be talked. We were talking. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, we were talking previously, and that's why I came in so aggressive. Um, cause I knew I he was prepared. <laughs> he did, did had to remind me, you know, and someone just reminded me on Facebook too, when I shared, um, like the post that you just made and someone was like, yeah, just remember to like do that whole thing. That's like the, you know, the funny part of your show, um, that you forget to do nine times out of 10. It's the staple man. It's, it's what everyone wants now. Yeah. I just fucking forget. Cause I get so excited when I get to talk to people again. It's nice. I miss. Well, since you since you asked me, I've been I've been singing to myself. I really, really wanna get tucked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been pretty stoked about it. I've been t- um, our, my drummer Devin is actually pretty jealous that I'm doing this. That's so awesome. shout out to Devin. I'll have Devin on the show one of these days. He has really great hair. Um, so maybe yeah, once I have like really video, you Devin. know. Dude, honestly, he's pretty hot. I talked about him on on one of the episodes earlier when I think I referenced how he's really good looking and really talented and really young. But he is really good looking, really talented, and really young. 
Um, yep. you he's know, young, and, dumb, and full of ambition. Yeah, and he works really hard. I just like that he actually consistently puts out videos and good content, and he's enthusiastic Agreed. about it. And he, you know, it seems like he actually enjoys it versus yeah. just doing the rigmarole for the sake of it. And we can definitely get into that because that's that's pretty much how I found Devin was through his like videos. Like he did a Doomsday Architects cover, Ooh. and then I was like, dude, I love this drummer. But we had a drummer, and I was pretty loyal to the drummer at the time. But we can get we can get deep into that in this episode, <laughs> dude. Let's fucking do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it now. Um, no, so with with Devin, you say you found him on YouTube, and you guys had a drummer already. I guess we, you know, let's go back a little bit. When did you guys form the band? How long before you put out Still Life? Uh, it was about two years before Still Life. We formed in 2016. Um, I have been in so many. I've, I've, this is my 12th band. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's closer uh-huh. to me. Yeah, I've been in a lot of bands too. So yeah, so like, and you know, I kind of given up, and I, you know, I have I have kids, and I was married, so I was kind of like at the point in my life like music wasn't going anywhere. I'm just gonna like chill on it because it's actually just too much of a hassle. You know, I didn't know you have children. Yeah, I have two. No shit. How old? Two boys. Six. Well, they're about to be six and ten. So, holy in a couple months. smokes! Wow, yeah, that's dude, amazing. I'm old. I'm I'm like I'm older than Kirby, dude. Like by, by like three months. Well, yeah, I'm I'm 31. You're 30, right? Uh, well, I'm 29. I'll be 30 okay. in August. Okay. Or this month. Oh shit! Wow, early birthday. There we go. Sick. Uh, yeah. Hey, good things come to those who wait, though. I mean, you you did the good thing. You've been by your kids. You probably got to see the best of, like, you know, watching them grow up and turn into little people. So it's better that, you know, say if you did hit the road now, at least you would hit the road after those, you know, really crucial moments. Not to say that there's not many to come. Right. And I have have a pretty good support system. My support system is amazing, to be honest. But That's so awesome. the band, so the band kind of formed from my divorce, to be honest. So like I got oh. divorced and, um, in 2015, like, or 2000, early 2016, I got divorced and, um, you know, it really it threw me into like the darkest place of my life. I was drinking every day. Just like, I hated every, you know, I just was just, I didn't have my kids. I was just a, I was just a terrible person at the time because of just the trauma of my life being turned upside down. And, and so like I I needed to do something constructive and, you know, obviously music, I I was kind of jaded. I didn't like, I was just sick of starting projects that fell apart kind of thing. And like uh, the original guitar player hit me up, you know, from a post I made on Facebook and he's like, you know, join a band. And he, and I'm like, find me one worth joining kind of thing is what I was taught, you know, in, in essence. And, and then he, we met up and we had a practice and, uh, we wrote the first song during a tornado, <laughs> like a tornado was like two miles oh, away. Shit. And then it kind of took off from there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we lost a lot of members and to get hey, to where we're at now. Doesn't fit for a King. Know that. Uh, <laughs> right. So. I mean, it's, it is what it, you know, when it started, like I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about touring. Like we didn't put out, we hadn't put out anything yet. So I wasn't like taking it serious. Like even the name isn't like, I didn't, we didn't come up with the name. (laughs) Like somebody else came up with it and we just took it because we didn't care because we were just like, we just want to play shows. We're not ever going to tour. I have kids and stuff like that. And then the music kind of started to take off and force, 
forced us to, especially when still life, still life was right, right before still life. We, I was like done. I was going to, Quit. Is that a one of the music video songs? Like one of the first music video songs? Uh yeah, it's the one you, where I'm around like in the snow. It's, and yeah. it's you like, put it out on that like chug core or one of those. Oh uh, no, Dreambound, Dreambound, Dreambound. Dream yeah, yeah. yeah, we put all our videos out through Dreambound. They're like a super cool. They got a hold of us on our very first uh, video, and we've just been working with them ever since. That's awesome. They have a great channel. Do they like cut back to you guys um, through that at all, or do they? Um, yeah, we get we get the royalties, especially for Still Life, because it's got like two point six million views. So I was gonna say. So yeah, we've definitely we definitely have like a deal worked out, but um, I can't really go too far into that. Probably. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk logistics. I was just curious if when you. But yeah, did no, those, no. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's been more i mean it's it's definitely the only profitable video that we have like it takes a lot to make any money on youtube absolutely but i mean it's made enough it's, you know to give us a little kickback which is cool yeah that's great yeah and you then, guys definitely started to pick up some steam and i feel like um at, w- at what point did you guys start to shed some members and kind of find kind closer of between, to what you have now oh well definitely so Dakota and Brandon joined before Still Life, so pretty much before Still Life was released, like it was, re- and when it was recorded, it was a shit show, man. Like, like you know, we just like the couple of the members just weren't like. And I'm not saying anything bad about them; they just weren't into it. Like they just didn't have the motivation. Like me, yeah. I had, I was just driving, and I was, I was probably pushing too hard at moments, man. Because I once I saw that it was like doing something, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start driving even harder on, cause when we were writing still life, I was like, I want it to be bigger, better, better than our first stuff. Because really our first EP homewrecker was just really angry and it didn't, it had melody, but it didn't have enough melody. Homewrecker. Wow. That's yeah. A, yeah. It sounds like you were uh, in a place. I um, was, I guess that after whole the entire story. EP is about my ex-wife, um, yeah. but should we laugh about it now? We're super cool. And That's she's good. Yeah, she's a good support. She's like one of the biggest biggest support systems that I have, you know, with two kids. So she really is like go for your dream kind of thing, especially now that, you know, we're we're actually like it, you know, like a semi-successful band. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the Spotify again and it's funny just you know, be that I feel like I you know, I guess we'll start to dive into this a little bit. You know, just from the point that you guys met Kirby, I just remember the first time you guys like walked in the green room and it was like, hey, what's up? But overall, we all didn't like talk too much, you know, asked you some questions, whatever. He took you guys out to dinner. And, you know, now it's just like we're so natural with each other. And I feel like I've known you guys for a while um, where I kind of lose sight of. I guess I never really asked him, how did Kirby exactly like find you guys and start working with the band? So it was after still life. So we still had our original drummer, um, Cody. He was still in the band. It was me, Dakota, Brandon. And then Cody was the drummer. And we'd done like a small tour right before. So the around, OG so. guitar player is already out. Yeah. The, all the in. OG, all the original, like the, the, we had two bass players. We had like four guitar players, I think. So yeah, it, it was we lost a lot of people along the way, you know. Okay. Um, but it just it was you know the casualties of war, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to win the battle and win the. I'm trying to get there, you know. But so yeah, then it was like out of the blue, Ryan emails us and and honestly, like at the time, like you guys were like a big 
like a big band that I was listening to, you know, cause I didn't discover you guys till death grip, but that was, you know, it didn't stop me from going back. Um, I mean, but come on, that's a better record than most of the other ones. Anyway, I know there's everyone that's gonna be like creation destruction. is so, and you know what? Creation destruction actually is a really great record because of how, um, well the record flows and it has some of the best songs on it. I will. And say. I think the production is really amazing. I think that I listened to slave to nothing today. Just, just, just to listen to it again. And I think for me, like first, it was just like, you couldn't hear Ryan. Well, like it was like the vocals were kind of mushed oh, for me. Yeah. That whole record. Um, but I, I it's was, still a great record. It was an interesting one. You know, and I, it, all bands go through. I mean, Still Life was, holy shit, man. Yeah. Like, it, Still Life turned out well, but we were, <laughs> it was basically me and our producer, Lee, because, like, Lee's, Lee, Lee Albrecht is, like, the fifth member of Hollowfront. He's, like, he helps write, he's helped write everything since Homewrecker, and he's just become, like, a part of the family. He's produced and recorded everything that we've done. And so... <laughs> I'm glad it's, you said his name finally because I thought it was like Albrecht because that's more like a I have like um my 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 grandmother's maiden name was Volbrecht so I thought it was more like uh you know Polish kind of yes Lee, Lee 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 Albrecht yeah oh okay cool all right yeah no he's, yeah, he's, he's a genius he's super good yeah so that entire EP was just me and him like struggling against the unmotivated band members that were kind of like wanting to leave, you know, actually like one did leave. Yeah. And then the second, then the original guitar player didn't leave much longer after, but it was a very, like, it was a very disjointed EP that really worked out for us. (laughs) Yeah. So back to Ryan, he just emails us. And to be honest, I was like, I was skeptical, man. Like I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Ryan Kirby it just emails us and is like, I want to manage you. <laughs> like to me, it just didn't seem real. So we emailed them back, obviously. And, you know, and then, uh, Brandon and Cody, our original drummer went and met him at the intersection at one of your guys' shows. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what, what tour it was, but I think it was devil is Prada, I think, or something like that. Something like that. But, um, so, then after that, they're like, yeah, he's legit. And I was like, okay. So then I met him on like, uh, we FaceTimed and talked and, you know, he seemed really into the band and, you know, with the success of still, cause the music video was doing really well for, for us, you know, still life music video. And then just having Ryan, just the having Ryan in our corner was what really also pushed us to work harder, I think, kind of like it was like, okay, somebody's taking notice. It's not just a joke anymore. It's not no, just. And, a- and he knows how to do it and do it well. I mean, Ryan's a really smart guy and he works incredibly hard. He's a big, not just his talent is a big reason why Fit for a King does well. A lot of it is his work ethic. And um, it He's really He's got a shows. very strong work ethic for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude kicks ass constantly. And, um, you know, it's really nice to see that he found that in you guys because I remember him kind of bringing it up because at the time I was, um, I had worked with a band, I was starting to work with another one, and it's something that we've both found interest in. But finding that special band like Corey found in us is really difficult, and that's kind of how I see it. Where you, um, 
just you guys in your relationship reminds me a lot of how Corey found Fit for a King in like the MySpace days. You know what I mean? Right. Back in the day. Oh yeah. Back in the ancient waters times. And, uh, you know, people, cause he, I love when people yell that at your shows. I know. <laughs> Play ancient waters. Um, yeah, we probably won't play that again for a really long time. Um, yeah, and probably. for good reason. Because it's old, like it's exactly like all the we're done playing home record. Honestly, we might not even get to play anything on Still Life anymore because we just we have a whole new record that we're gonna want to like push as hard as we can when touring comes back. Oh, one thousand percent. It's just every new record. I just want to play primarily new stuff and. It's just I, I'm like a, I'm a big fan servicer though. Like I, but it's I not like, even like, like the fans playing. want Ancient Waters. There's like one fan that wants Ancient Waters, right? Yeah. Overall, I'm more personally for me, oh, like yeah. when we like for our stuff, I like definitely I, I I like playing the songs that people like really like. You know, I like I watch I like watching them scream back at me. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Same here. Favorite. It's cool watching people sing your lyrics is pretty neat. I'm a big fan of it. I love watching when they when they're singing it just off, like completely off. Oh, the watermelon! Yeah, when they just make up their own words. Yeah. I, oh my god! Actually, this is funny. I was side stage when you guys were at um, in Detroit um, with Ice Nine Kills, and somebody was like, <laughs> Ryan was like, make, I think Ryan was making eye contact with this guy, but um, he was like definitely mouthing like the words like completely off. Oh yeah. All the Bless time. their hearts, though, man. I love it. You know, it's the mush mouth. That, it's like when you play like God of Fire and the song isn't even out yet. And then people are pretending like they know the lyrics to it. And it's like, guys, like, there's no way. There's no way. That just means they're hyped on it, though. And then they, they are hyped on it. They're hyped enough to try to fucking scream it for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can figure out the one part God of Fire pretty easily. So you can sing along with that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it must be pretty cool to have things starting to actually pop for you guys. But I mean, at the time that Ryan found you, y'all weren't slubs. You had like 80,000 or a hundred thousand monthly listeners, if I remember right. Uh, no, we didn't hit a hundred thousand until the first single from loose threads. Um, well, technically well left behind was, um, the first song we released off loose threads. And then that's when we hit above. Honestly, once we started working with Ryan, then we met David Puckett from We Came as Romans. Good old Puckett. And then he started working with us in the marketing. And now he's been, it's been almost a year that we've been working together. And he's helped us. Like, he's been a huge help in helping us pop off, too. Like, you know, people, you know, I was listening to your episode with Tyler Levinson. Mm hmm. Like I just see their ads everywhere. That's that's David. Like that's David's doing his job. <laughs> yes, and um, I think a lot of people they think that when it comes to the success of um, young bands on something like Spotify or or getting hype on the internet, they think that it's this magical hype machine where it's just you guys all of a sudden got so popular where you're just so big, and it's that's definitely part of it. But there's algorithms that fight against you. So you have to pay for advertising in order to have even your own fan base see your ads. This Absolutely. is a reality. This is not a pretend thing. You have to pay. So anyone that's not paying for advertising and not pushing their music, they're simply not achieving enough because they're just not even hitting all their own fans, let alone new fans. Um, 
So yeah, David Puckett from We Came as Romans, he helps bands by um, working on marketing campaigns and pushing your music to the right demographic. And Holofront is a great example of when it works. Um, and it's not like, it, you know, obviously we're not going to talk price here, but I spoke to him the other day because he's, you know, obviously interested in featured X because we both are entrepreneurial young fellas, except for he's way more handsome and has a lot more hair. And, and he's hungry. He's a hungry dude. He's always working. Oh yeah. He's one of the hungriest people I've ever met in my life. Um, but uh, yeah, it was interesting seeing that, it, you know, it's also, you know, doesn't cost too much and it's given you guys a lot. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it expensive at all. He's definitely, it's, it's worth every penny. He's, he's, he's brilliant, you know? And I think that's like, so you know, that's how we started building the team, you know, like I became Ryan and then, you know, then David joined the team and, you know, now obviously Corey's joined the team and, um, we got some, yeah. uh, new booking agents joining the team. Yeah. Yeah. We won't just, mention that, but like, or who they are, but I am so right. stoked for you on that. You guys hit a fucking home run with that one. Yeah, I'm excited Jeez. for when the world gets its shit together. Because you got a twofer also. You got attention from two guys who are really going to... They both kick ass. One of them is from where I grew up, and I've known him since he was like 16 years old. For sure, for sure. So I I fully vouch for what you know what is going on with your band. I'm excited. It's so I'm funny excited. how we can't say shit on this I episode. Know. We got to keep it all secret. Um, but it's important. Because you guys are going to be rich and famous. <laughs> just, be I don't want to be rich. I just want to be able to <laughs> move out of my grandma's. <laughs> Dude, right? Yeah, when I first joined Fit, I moved back into my parents for a year and uh, kind of like had to get myself together to like before we could, you know, afford to live right. on our own. Because they all live in Texas. It was a little bit easier where I'm in New York. It's a little more expensive. Um, but. They're also way more responsible than I am. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm telling <laughs> you now, Ryan is man, so I responsible. Not, I was not a very responsible mid twenty year old. <laughs> I was, I was, I had a destructive streak. <laughs> oh, same, dude. I was just partying. I used to sell a lot of pot. My early to mid twenties, it was just like selling pot and going to parties and hanging out with my friends. And I do that legally now. No way. I work at a dispensary. Yeah. That's so cool. I know Michigan is sweet. Other than like the lead water and stuff, you guys are really cool. Yeah, we don't. I don't drink the water, but uh, I swim in the lakes and I I sell the, the, in the oh. lakes that you used to. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I um I have a friend who every time I come to Michigan, he hooks me up with some quality Michigan homegrown, and yeah. uh, it's awesome. I'm always stoked on it. But yeah, it's interesting how how many states there are now that are legal. Um, it's spreading. It's, yeah. it's going to spread because it's one of those two where, like, I've you know I've never liked to be a like a Twitter poster where it's like come to the show, give me weed for guest list or whatever. But like, if someone wants to come and hang out, then I think that's fun. Um, but this is my friend, not like a stranger. So I don't really like strangers. You've seen our camp. We we're kind of like. We don't go hard. We, we, we're pretty quiet into ourselves, I'd say, for the most Neither part. Neither do we, man. We're yeah. very, we're very um, 
I don't drink at all on the road, to be honest. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't really drink I at just, home. Yeah, I drink more at home than on the road, but that's not saying a lot. I'll have like two Trulies and get a buzz. But my thing is I just, I can't drink before I play. And then after I play, it's like the end of the night. And now that we're playing later in the show and I'm just fucking tired. Like, I don't really want to. Yeah, you guys got a crew and stuff. You guys, you guys, people take care of your merch for you. I got to do all that. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> that's glad. That's the grind. I, I, lo- I, you know, I, I say it sucks, but I love it and I miss it. You and, know what, though? And the great part about it is you're doing it right. And I love hearing back, you know, when Kirby, you know, and I are talking and you guys get done with a, a short tour or something and you guys just crush it. You guys are doing a really, really great job at gathering true fans and not just being an internet band, which happens a lot. You know, there's a lot of bands with good internet numbers, but they can't draw shit. But you guys can actually really bring it home, um, and it's awesome. I'm very fortunate, and I'm I'm very grateful for for all the years that it took to get here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard, right? It's pretty heartbreaking for the most part. But I mean, to be honest, I feel like Hollowfront was just the passion was so great between just me and Lee and I mean the original members at the time and then obviously Brandon and Dakota and Devin. Just the the passion that's always been in in this band has really driven it. Like it's not just the I mean the songs you know like I love all the songs you know there's some songs that I love more than other songs. Um, but yeah, just that passion is what really drove us to really bring it hard, you know, and especially on that tour, the the one tour that we did this year in the beginning, like we so just were convictions like convictions one. Yeah, we went out with convictions and it was it was fun, man. It was, you know, it, you know, obviously it's like 30 to 100 people, you know, some there was one night in Houston that sucked ass. It was like five people, but everyone there was there for Hollowfront and convictions. They were both, you know, we both had people there. And it was like, it was still fun, you know, because people, there were people there that knew the words Don't Fall Asleep or any of our other songs. So, like, we did really well because fans came out. And that's like, honestly, I didn't expect it. And when it started happening, like, at every show consistently, except for Houston. But um, it was oh, like, man, Houston's fun for us. You'll have to come play Houston with us. Even I'll though play, we'll probably I'll, never tour I'll, together. I'll play with you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't everywhere. think so, though. I don't think we're really going to ever take Hollowfront on tour. I don't think that's something that's ever been discussed. Um, dude, yeah. I'll say, you know what, though? I vouched to take you guys on tour before Kirby did, so whatever. Fuck your manager. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> he, doesn't want, no. he doesn't want to seem biased, but he should be. Well, you know what, though? He did it right where you guys now um, are just yeah. in such a good place where... It's it's cool when you see a band like Alpha Wolf or Crystal Lake open up a tour and their impact is so important and people are stoked on them and people are yeah. singing the words and it's not just another tour with another band. And, you know, that's why we've always liked to try to take interesting bands out on tour with us, whether it be Left Behind or, you know, Alpha Wolf, because they both add something really, really amazing to the tour. So, you know, by, you know, now once the world turns back on, I'm sure we'll be on tour together soon. We'll probably be on tour together for a while. I would put it. I hope so. That would be amazing. Maybe you guys will be like Currents Part 2, where we just tour with you for an entire year. 
that would be I'd dude, I'll tour with anybody at this point. <laughs> but I'd love yeah. Obviously you guys honestly Currents is at my top too. I would love to tour with Currents. Yeah, I mean if I could you know, I wish I could put together like a big like five band bill, but nobody likes those anymore. But if I could it would be like I wanna tour with like Spirit Box and I wanna tour with you guys and I wanna tour with Currents and I wanna tour Spearbox, with Slant Slant so Plant. Good. Um yeah, Spirit Box is so good. They're so. We had so like good. the slimmest. The, we had, it probably even the slimmest, slimmest of chances of getting on that current Silent Planet um, Invent Animate one. I was like, I wish that would have been so amazing, but you know, we just didn't have the we didn't have the the right people. You know, didn't have the yeah. right backing. They, they had Grey Haven open that right. Yeah, which is a solid band. Yeah, I love that band. I think they're super cool. They, you know, I just love that they're a little rocking. Um, you know, the yeah, chorus different. is different. It adds to it adds to the tour, which is exactly what it should be. Yeah, yeah, and their manager is really nice. They're with Tom Williams from Stray from the Path, and um, he's a great dude. So shout out to Greyhaven and Tom Williams, um, and shout out to Stray from the Path, great band. But you know, you guys now. The record did really well, and as an unsigned band, I don't think I've really seen um, an unsigned metalcore band pull those kind of streaming numbers for their first week. Maybe, like, ever? I don't know. Yeah, Except I mean, for, like, like, Shadow of Intent. Like, Shadow of Intent right. is like that, you know what I mean? Like you They can't. got big hype, though. They got, you know, they got Chris Wiseman and Bender, and just, like, they're just amazing. Yeah, but they made their hype, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Chris has some because of Currents as well. But Ben, like, he's just made himself the vocalist that he is and created this demand through his online presence. I mean, that first Facebook video that he did where he did, like, a a run-through of a part and it went viral, I was just like, what the fuck? Like Now every deathcore vocalist has a video of them doing that part. yeah. But most it's amazing them, though. I mean that that's that's humbling and awesome. They can't do it though. They can't do it as good. They try though, and then some some do pretty well. They a bunch of bitches. They ain't been dirt. Um, no, they uh, people have been really good. Uh, one person I really like who you're friends with is Taylor Barber, who's actually insane. Because when dude, you, <laughs> you're in the same situation as me as when we stand next to him. It's just like, oh, I'm a baby. I am just. I just want him to pick me up in his arms, though. To be honest, I know (laughs) he's great. He's so great, and um, yeah, I actually met him on the internet in 2018 after Still Life, and then I got his band. They were called Lost at Last. Yep, Lost at at Last. And they they opened for us when we on our very first tour, which was just a. It was a fun tour, but it was very shit. It was just very DIY and like. Most of the shows were bunk, but it was still fun. You know, it was yeah. our first time. We came back with $500 profit, so we... Made, hey. we but yeah, That's I met great. Taylor, and then obviously they just started... They started doing it right, is what, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that they... Yeah, my business partner, Jeff, manages them. I help, but I don't really... I'm, I can't take any credit. Jeff did everything with them and their development. Yeah, we just hit... They just hit a million streams. I did um, see that. And it's been, they've only been a band for like 16 months. So it's pretty yeah. cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, we saw them. We actually got to hang out with them a few times on the, 
on that convictions tour because we had a couple days off and we just somehow crossed paths. So we went and saw Left to Suffer play um, in Toledo and they killed it. I, I jumped up there for their cover of that Slip, uh, Slipknot Isla song. Oh, sick. So because like I'm a huge Slipknot fan, so I had to jump up there and do some screamos. Do some and- screamos. Yes! Ah! <laughs> oh, I love exactly. it. Yeah, it's exactly. all fries all the time, dude. And then we met him in New Orleans, and that was bad. <laughs> yeah, we, you guys we, went a little hard. We went too hard, went to strip clubs, and it was it went from like, because I'm, I'm a, like a big historical guy, and I've been to New Orleans before, and I did all like the the ghost tours and like the, like the cool historical stuff. So I'm like trying to point out like art, like, uh, like historical facts and everyone's like boobies. <laughs> so, so they all rushed into the strip clubs, but it was, yeah. dude, I don't really like them. I've been to, I went to one with, um, for my brother-in-law's bachelor party. And then like, I went to one with some friends in Europe once, but I really just don't have a good time. You know, like I, my, my brother-in-law bought me a lap dance naturally. Cause I was also the youngest at the party. So I pulled the whole shit move of like, I don't know anyone here. So I'm going to get really fucked up. I wore yeah. the wolf shirt. I had a fanny pack. I was like, I'm Zach Galifianakis. I'm going to be Zach Galifianakis for the night. And I, I, yeah, there was one other thing that I, yeah, I, I got fucked up that night. It was awesome. Um, but I just like the stripper was giving me lap dance. She was like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Like, <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't want anything to do. It's, you know, and it's nothing against strippers. I'm all for girls going and being strippers and making oh, yeah, dumb man. money. I think Get it's awesome. Money, yeah. And I think that if you love doing it and you're having fun, you're a great dancer or you're beautiful or whatever reason you choose to do it, I'm all for it. I'm not saying anything against strippers. I think strippers are awesome. I just don't really. for the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Oh, dude, 100%. And, and, but I really do mean it though i'm really not I, a, against anything like that i think that i, I went inside they, I, they wrote me inside yeah. and i got my first ever lap dance that's and awesome I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say it was bad it was good but it was expensive and after that i was like i gotta get the fuck out of here because yeah. it's too expensive she like led me the atm like i was gonna run like a like i was gonna take take a break for it because it was so expensive <laughs> see instead like i'd rather have like you know, a big chicken parm sub and like a big yeah, dude. spliff and like after I left, there, I took, <laughs> after I left there, I took the boys from Left to Suffer and we went and got beignets. Ooh, Cafe nice. Dumont, which is That's a staple awesome. in New Orleans. So yeah, so we we got drunk, ate some beignets, and then Holofront's like, "Well, it's nine o'clock. We got to get out of here because we're responsible adults, and Devin's underage, so he gets to drive." <laughs> and then oh, we shit, right? I always forget he is that here. I just definitely was that young. Is he twenty one yet? No, he'll turn twenty one on uh, Valentine's Day of next year. Okay, wow. So honestly, he you know at. All the touring that got canceled this year, like next year, if touring comes back. Did you say his birthday's on Valentine's Day? Yeah, it is. Man. Is because man. that's when the record came out. That's crazy, too, though. Imagine that kid's birthday. Girls are probably just like, it's your birthday on Valentine's Day? I'm going to so take romantic. you to dinner. I'm going to 
Yeah, and he probably gets treated awesome because he's so good looking. But we're going to, you know, that's enough about him and his looks. You're going to become vain, Devin. I know you're listening to this. He's got I mean, a hairy, he's got a really hairy ass, though. So he's got, he's got so, you know, he looks, you know, he's got, he's got, he's got a, he's got a pretty face, but he's got a fucking wolfman ass. He doesn't so. have any hair on his face. It's on that. That's interesting. You know, I noticed the other day that I that my ass is pretty hairy now too, and I think that previously I used to shave it when I was younger. I used to shave my whole chest and stuff, and then yeah, my fiance brings it up because when we first met like eight or nine years ago, I used to shave it, and now I don't because I'm a carpet. But yeah, my butt's pretty hairy. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's for all the world to know. But I don't think anyone that looks at me is like, oh, yeah, that guy's butt has no hair on it. They look at me and they're just like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's yeah. got some hair under there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I look like that. I'm one of those. I'm the Joe Rogan of Metalcore. You think he has a hairless butt? You know, he probably gets his, like, I don't know. He yeah, probably, he, he probably has like a, he gets his wax, man. <laughs> 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 that would be. I wish <laughs> that would be so cool, um, man. I watched him like a uh, clip with him the other day where he was just stretching, and I feel terrible. I'm so out of shape, and I feel awful about myself. But I'm still gonna say I'm the Joe Rogan of metalcore. But fuck that for now. We're gonna get back to some screamo. All right, you pansy ass jabronis, it's time for the mid What have you been listening to this week? Me? I've been listening to The New Filth, Spirit Box, Loathe, and Brand of Sacrifice. Every time I hear Brand of Sacrifice, I feel weaker and smaller inside. How did I sleep on them for so long? I don't know. We were going to tour together, but I don't think things are looking good for October. Um, But... That is how we started listening to them was I they got requested for our tour and I was like, holy shit, this band is amazing. Um, they also have a show on Adobe House, so you can go listen to the Brand of Sacrifice show as well. And if you don't, you suck. Um, but speaking of good looking, do you know that Bobby from Fit for a King owns a plant shop. I love having plants in my windows and keeping the house looking lively. You can go to growplantshop.com and order one for yourself. They ship extremely well. I know this because I've purchased some. Go buy yourself, your mom, whoever, a plant. Do it now because it's a nice thing to do. Okay, I want to give a shout out to some other great podcasts. We got Lead Singer Syndrome with Shane Told, 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. That's Awesome Podcast with Joe from Ice Nine Kills, Metalcore Nerds with Sean Ma, and Pradapod with TDWP. Go give them awesome love and listen to them if you're bored. You know one I just remembered too that I forgot that I didn't write on my list? Carry the Fire Podcast with Dustin Kensaru. He is for the singer of Thrice. He's brilliant. Go listen to that. It's a great show. Um, he actually has the lead singer of Switchfoot on this week. Um, came out this morning. So go listen to that. It's a great fucking show. Um, this week's submission was picked by Tyler, and their name is Captives. They're a post-hardcore band from Leeds with a taste of metal. The vocalist Matt has a really incredible voice. Um, They've got some conditions vibes, but heavier, and I was pretty stoked when I heard this for the first time. Solid choice by Tyler. Here it is, Find a Way by Captives. Captives. 
and not hairy butts because not everybody <laughs> wants to hear about hairy butts. Um, so, um, yes. So you've released a new album and the peoples have been excited about it. It's called Loose Threads. What's your favorite song? Oh, shit. Um, my favorite song might be Panic. It's a really, it's really personal. What's, um, it's an acronym or whatever those are called, right? That's what those are called. So what's the, I think that's what they're called when it's like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's so it's What's pain, it stand for? Pain. You're the first person that's ever asked me. Nobody's ever asked me. That's because they're stupid and I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pain, anxiety, neglect, insecurity, conflict. That's pretty cool. It's just, honestly, it's all the things I was feeling at the time. Like, so panic's really about like my giving him my, my all at the time I quit my job to do loose threads because like the job was like, I was on, I was laid off, but they were going to call me back and we were like, we were balls deep in this album. And I'm just like, I need to be here. Like, I don't need to be there. Fuck there. I need to be here. So I took whatever money that I had saved up and I just kind of lived off it for a minute. And like we recorded the record um, and like it was like six weeks, but it was it was kind of sporadic. Were you just at Lee's? Yeah, there was a couple weeks. I There was a couple weeks in a row that I slept on his couch, which sucked. It's OK. And, uh, These are the sacrifices that you make. Well, yeah, he's up. He's upgraded now. He's got a whole he's got a whole ass big ass house with like a band room with bunk beds and the, like fridge and a bunch he's he's upgraded good for so. him that's awesome now is he in michigan as well yeah he's in grand rapids cool. which is what band's based out what of. what's his instagram for everybody listening in case they want to follow him and maybe get some production work done for themselves because um he really is that great and i think a lot of young bands would um learn a thing or two by going to lee i'm pretty sure it's at lee albrecht and or he might have at Lee Albrecht Studios. He might have one his own studios Instagram, but I, it's like a regular. It's just at Lee Albrecht. So he's I easy to find. Him. He's the really tall, yeah. lanky guy. It is at L E E A L B R E C H T. There you go, Lee Albrecht. Go follow him. Make some good sounds. And he's got a LeeAlbrechtStudios.com if you want to contact him that way. But. There you go. Yeah, he's got a manager now. He's all official. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. That's awesome. He's doing really well. He he works with like some big YouTubers too. Um like that does that do covers. So he makes Ooh. he makes pretty decent money doing that. And he's he's definitely become like a brother to me. Like we've we've been working as as Holofront together for like four years and we've kind of picked and found the best members and now we're kind of like here which is you know how we get to finding Devin. you know i found him on it was actually facebook and it was just a video that you he know posted. what though fuck Devin. we're gonna talk about something that's more important than Devin, which okay. is when dakota started singing because okay. it changed everything and it's not that the band wasn't great but like for instance, you know, with um, the shopping that you guys were doing, there was people who were interested, people who weren't interested. But then you guys dropped the songs that have Dakota singing on it as well. And then I recall just about everyone being like, uh, hi, I'm picking up the phone now. Please, yeah, please talk to his, me. His uh. beautiful, sultry voice definitely um, 
his sexy R and B voice is what we call it. Um, yeah, he it definitely, is very sexy, and it is very R and B. You know, and Dakota was in a band. Well, I mean, technically, he's still in the band. It's like a internet project that he does like covers and stuff now. But it's called Alain Vital, and like he he wasn't doing. He was doing that as like his full time band. He had a full band and stuff, and he was singing and. Then he did a couple of like anime covers, Kingdom Heart covers that kind of like went went pretty viral. And I knew him before, but it was just kind of like you know, once he joined the band, it's like, well, we want we want like once he joined the band, it, you're gonna sing like <laughs> like you have no choice. Like there's, there's you your your beautiful voice is gonna like elevate this music a hundred times, you know, more than I, I could have done on the, the other two, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to work on my singing. And, and your singing is great, and I'm, I'm glad that you are doing it now. And it sounds awesome, and the two of you fit together quite nicely. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's strange because I've been solo, like an only, the only vocalist in a band for so every band before this band. So it was definitely a learning curve in the studio, like, like coming up with loose threads, like writing that together instead of like me writing my own lyrics and then bringing it completely finished to the table. You know, it was kind of like a, co- like a cooperative effort. And like, even like the, the chorus of afflicted, we changed that like three times and we was just me, Dakota and Lee and like whoever else was there at the time. Um, and we just sat and like did it over and over and over till we got to the final result. And we're like, okay, this is it. That's awesome. It's the way to do it. Um, that's kind of how price of agony was for us when we first wrote that song. And um, it took Dakota's, like, Dakota's like, you know, he's an amazing singer, magazine guitar player, but he's also like just a really good business partner. Like he's like the other, the other half of the business with me kind of thing. And he does like all the, all the numbers. He's kind of like Kirby, you know, he does all the numbers, all the money. He handles all that really responsible shit that I like get anxiety about. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I wouldn't things. want to handle that myself. Um, I'm, I'm not into that. I'm, I like talking. I like, you know, I like being social. Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, I like promoting my band and, you know, and, I, and everybody in this band has a job, you know, uh, De- uh, Devin has like social media, me and him kind of split it, you know, we're kind of a team on that. And then me and Brandon are kind of a team on the merch. So like getting merch designs, getting merch ordered, he ships everything. And then Dakota kind of takes the money and then me and him, you know, work together on that as well. But he's kind of more like telling me what he, what's going on because I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's cool though. That's really cool. I mean, somebody has got to take care of the van payments and making sure that David is paid and keeping the marketing going and keeping the band moving. Um, And I guess that that's just one of those things that um, with discussing, um, these topics with young bands that they don't realize is that it you have to start spending money at first in order to make money. Like they say, you have to spend money to make money. The likelihood of your band just popping off, being really popular and selling a bunch of merch is very slim. You have to invest, you have to get you know someone helping you with marketing and you have to push your band. That's the, really the only way to do it. And really, it just takes time. I mean, even I mean, four years in retrospect isn't a long time to get a band to the level that we're at now. But like, just like thinking about the early days of shipping one shirt a month, or you know, like that. Absolutely. You know, it's just like it takes time, and you're gonna 
you just have to keep working no matter because there's there's gonna be moments where you're like fuck this this fucking sucks why are we on a fucking tour playing in west virginia to fucking no one and just like you get angry and you're pissed off and you're like why do i even do this and then you're then you see comments and you see people like supporting you and you get messages and you're like you see people coming out to your shows after you keep working and going on shitty tours till you get to the better tours and you're grateful because it's like it feels amazing <laughs> like it's 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 almost it's 30 days of getting your ego stroked and it's you know obviously some people can go one way or the other i'm i try to be as humble as i possibly can because like like nah, I, you're a piece of shit dude <laughs> COVID, like COVID, <laughs> covid has proven it that it can be taken away at any moment yep. and it's like that's what it's gonna make me appreciate it even more when it comes back because i'm we're gonna come back like smashing like that that's the goal is like that's you're gonna see hollow from everywhere then that's that's hopefully what's well, gonna happen yeah you heard the tyler levinson episode right where he just talked about your band and how he sees your ads everywhere right right yeah you know and it's like you guys are that band currently um you know and it's really cool because it you know for a minute it was Crystal Lake and Polaris and Currents, right? And then now and they all those fans are so yeah, amazing. <laughs> now they're doing really well, and they've gotten moved up, and they're not just the opening band on a tour. They're you know up a, a few slots and drawing a lot of people. And now you know it's kind of like you guys and Alpha Wolf, and like there's a couple other really sweet young bands that are starting to gain a lot of momentum, and people are interested in them. Um, which I'm really excited to hear the full Alpha Wolf record when that drops. It's going to be fucking sick. Me too. Akudama <laughs> is one of my songs of the year, and that music video is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, that music video was like, when I watched it, I was like, I want that. <laughs> I want that kind of music video. That's so cool. Right. Really yeah, they've great. got a cool style. They're really great people, and um, they've got a good thing going for their band. Yeah, we got to see him on you know your five day world tour. Oh Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> but it was a, like watching them play and like their first time in America. That was just that was really cool. I talked to the vocalist and I can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, but I yeah, I talked to him um, for like a few minutes and was just being like, "Yo, like." Because I've I've listened to Alpha Wolf obviously like since when they had uh, the first vocalist. We're not going to say his name. Fuck yeah. Not that guy, but but once once he joined the band, I felt like the band like like had this breath of life, and it was just like I'm so glad that they didn't like give up. You know, they found somebody that was like as passionate about the band, and like obviously he elevates the band to the level that they're that that song is. Whew. Yeah, fun. You know, from what I've been told, um, with talking to the guys, you know, they knew him, Locky. Um, you know, beforehand, but he had his own band and he was busy. And, you know, so as soon as they ended up having their issues and having the split, he, I think, and his band had broken up at that point and they just went right back and were like, dude, you're free now. Like, will you be in our band? And um, they did make the right choice because he's just got the skills. He's got the voice. He's got the swagger. He's fucking great. And I really enjoy being around those guys. Um, yeah, even though I, I did, man, I ragged on them so hard the first tour I met just because of, there's this one video on, or there's like a series of videos on YouTube called YOLO. And um, it's just these terrible cartoons with really bad Australian accents. <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> it's just it's so bad it's so bad i can't even get into it because it's so loud and terrible and um yeah it's funny they had i think scotty said on the, yeah he said on the show because we were going to tour with that grave mind band that he warned them that i was going to harass them the whole tour um but it's all in good fun i have a good time it's great now for wolf is great we were going to tour together more, but, you know, the world ended or whatever. And people are starting to announce tours for October and November. I don't it's think that shit, happen, that shit man. ain't happening. Like, It's yeah. not going to happen yeah. because <laughs> why? it shouldn't happen. We should just uh, we should have just had a complete and utter lockdown. But, you know, that's a that's a it's, it's a hard lot. when you, you know, when we have so many people and like our country is so big and it's really hard when you compare it to the countries like, you know, when we talked to Marcus from Invent and he's like, yeah, our country had a lockdown. It's like, yeah, your country is the size of Rhode Island. Like, right. You know, Plus it, we got freedoms. Right. We got, we got freedoms and rights. Yeah. Well, the country's actually you know, we're the number one in the world. Um, it's, it's, it's tremendous. The it's huge. It's, um, <laughs> it's going to be the best. It's huge. It's huge. It's the best. It's the yeah, best. I, we got the best Corona of all the Coronas. You know, man, God, right. Yeah. I can't even get into that shit. It's a lot to handle and I'm not, um, yeah, usually this a very, sucked, but this year sucked, yeah. but it's also been really great. Cause we, you know, because for Ryan you guys, was, it's been great. Ryan was well. You guys, it's gonna be great for you guys too. I've heard the album. Yeah, so it's I, good. It's my favorite. I think you know. We, I don't know how how far we can get into it because we can't talk really about we it. We can only talk about the two songs that are out, but we can tell everyone no. that it's the greatest fit for a king record ever created, and it's one of the greatest metalcore records ever created. And if you don't like it, you're a fucking idiot. I think you guys put out the perfect two singles though, because it kind of shows like both sides of the coin. So you, your fit, your heavy fans kind of know what to look for, and your more melodic metalcore fans know what to look for. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's like the division kind of, but like I just hate, I hate elitists, man. I'm so sick of the, so sick of the, you're selling out, bro. Like you why know what? Oh, the thing you get used to, though, at least what you know what, at least it's worked for us so far. Where we do balance the record, like you said, and for every one person that's like elitist about it, and like, oh, now you're doing more rock stuff. You're where's Warpath? Where's Warpath? They, um, we get new fans, you know, and then there's only one of those guys, but there's like ten new people who are like, oh, like. I like the price of agony. This is really Honestly, cool. I heard you on Sirius Octane, and we're like, okay, that's what we want. And it's not that we want all of that. We're just balancing it because we're people and we're a business, and we like our music. And it's not like we wrote the price of agony and like trying to go that direction or like breaking you the mirror. We just that you we just wrote songs. Literally, breaking the mirror was the first song we wrote for this new record, and they wrote it in like two days. And I say they because I didn't fucking do anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just like uh, it, they just bang like banged it out and it was I awesome love that. you know and if i had to choose between that and god of fire i would choose i would choose that one because breaking the mirror for you me know it's, just, it's like it's 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 makes me want to throw up the horns man it's very kill switch and that's one of my favorite bands yeah. of all time i so. had one small contribution i shouldn't say i did nothing i had one small contribution but um lyrically which is cool but it, not exactly like i had he looked through my lyrics and then he saw a thing that i had that was cool and then he made it way cooler um it, because Kirby is a wordsmith. 
He's very good at that. And so is Bobby. Bobby is really great at that where like a good example of that is when everything means nothing. I had this whole, you know, like paragraph written. And then he was like, this line, this line, that one, that one, sing those. And it was like, oh, okay. And then I did it and it was like, oh, dude, you're so right. So, you know, I'm having. Sad I've never met Bobby. You will one of these someday, days. Someday I will. Is he the greatest man? He's he might be the greatest man on the planet. I listen listened to all your guys' episodes, Um, so I, I, you know, I feel like I know the band a little bit better now, which is really nice because, like, you know, Ryan, you know, sometimes Ryan isn't the most talkative. No, he's the quietest one in the band, which is is cool. I, you know, and I respect Ryan for sure. Um, But I need that. We need someone who's thinking more than. Oh, I guess Brandon. Brandon might be like the most quiet but at the same time not because we fight like cats and dogs man <laughs> we're like we're you like, and brandon oh yeah we all we've all we all have our moments man but um me and jared used to fight a lot yeah yeah over what though um stupid shit like <laughs> just really i don't you know i won't fully get into it but i you know a lot of it was on me i'm really aggressive and then there would just be times where either like, you know, someone's running late or whatever and we'd end up getting into a fight. And somehow he didn't beat the piss out of me. But he used to be skinnier. So back then I you know, I was a little pit bull yelling at him and I didn't feel as scared. But now I can't yell at him anymore because he got all big and he'd beat me up. <laughs> so Yeah, he's that he's he's a tall dude, man. Yeah, he's like six three, six four, like two hundred one ninety to two hundred depend but he's been working out a lot. I bet you he's two hundred right now. And he's just built like a brick shit house. Dude's jacked. Our original guitar player was 6'4, man. So yeah. we, we had really weird looking band photos. <laughs> when we used to be a five yeah. piece. Well, that's why Jared has to stand in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. We're having a silent moment when I'm silent. No, sorry, it was I got a I got a text from someone about the featured thing and I had to look at it, but I can't exactly. Yeah, can we talk about that for on. once? Yeah, let's I'm talk about featured X. Um, super proud of it, man. I'm super honest. I think it thank you very like, much. Like, I you you've been alluding, you know, for for a while about what it was gonna yeah. be, but you never really got into specifics and and then you told me about it like before you announced it, and I was like, That's such a good idea because yeah. it's like how do you like, how do you reach out to your, you hit him up on Instagram? That's not professional. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, it works really well. <laughs> I have a blue check mark and it's been my best friend. Um, it's really weird, man. The whole thing is really weird. So my buddy, Jeff, he had the, um, the idea one morning where he's one of my best friends. We talk on the phone almost every day anyway. So one morning he's shooting off one of his crazy ideas and it's this. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really realistic and something we could do right now. Holy shit, dude. And it was because we were getting features together for the Left to Suffer record that's going to come out. Um, And it was just one of those things where at the moment it just struck like lightning and we were like, okay, we have to start working on this at the moment. So I hit up Ryan first naturally and pitched the idea and was like hey is this dumb or would you do this if I made this thing and he was like yeah I'll do it so then once he said he'd do it you know I hit up Tom and Telly and Levi and like Dave and like the homies and well yeah why don't they want to make some income (laughs) yeah I mean 
everyone's having trouble right not now, being able to work. Not being yeah. able to tour. Yeah, and the reality is all these guys can sing two songs a month and, and they'll, you know, be doing a lot better than they were. And they deserve it because they've worked really hard to be the artists that they are and to um, be at the profile that they have. And for some reason, we look at rap and we see DaBaby say, 100K for a verse. And we're like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And then someone goes and says, thousand dollars to screamo on your song and even the biggest fans of that band are like that's fucking crazy and how in the world we've gotten to a place where people value their favorite artists like that is mind-blowing to me but it's also not because you don't pay for the fucking music either so how about we find a way to I mean, make they really, it so if they really really want a person they should yes I that's why I like because you know obviously Taylor Taylor does a lot of features and I've you know I've done a few features so we've talked and Taylor Barber and we've talked about them and you know people are just like they get pissed off when you tell them how much you how much you're charging like at like at the end of the day like that's the price like I'm sorry like if you don't if you don't want it that bad that's cool I'm not upset about it but yeah. like yeah. and it should be something that's just valued more because the other thing is for We're a lot of these people. guys you're busy people but also. You know, and for some people, this is going to start to become a thing, but um, because we're going to be bringing in a legal division soon, so that way we can handle masters and publishing rights for people when they write something on your song. Because also, not only when you purchase this guest feature, are you paying for the style, the the vocal range, the character that comes with that, but they're writing something for you that they could be saving for themselves. So that retains value. So they should be getting percentage of publishing, percentage of masters. So when you go and you buy a guest vocal from one of these guys and they don't charge you that, you should be thanking your lucky stars because they should be putting you through that rigmarole because everyone deserves that too. So this is one of those things where we created a, a... platform where you don't have to go through the red tape of dealing with their label. I already did it. You don't have to go through the red tape of dealing with their management. I already did it. You just get to talk to your favorite singer and you get to work with them. And who the fuck wouldn't want to do that? I'm waiting for Jeff Rickley or Drea Palumbo or Davey Havoc to hear me somewhere or see one of my messages. Anthony Green liked my tweet last night. Anthony, please come on now. Join it. Because I want to pay you. I want to pay you to sing on my... uh, Dude, if I could get Anthony Green on an off-road minivan song, holy shit. That'd be be lose it, bro. Um, And that's the thing is, I'm a fan first. I'm an artist. I love all of the individuals that are on this site. I'm doing my best to have it be an equal opportunity place where we have, you know, every type of demographic, person, talent, on the site eventually i want to have country pop hip-hop rock everything this is just the beginning so luckily i have a a, i had a group of 60 people who were either a, a friend of mine or a friend of a friend and they took a chance on this with us and they joined and it's been absolutely insane. We had 60,000 views so far in, uh, in the week, 14, well, actually more than that now, 16 requests. And it's just been beautiful, man. Like it's really, really cool because 
it, you know, sure, we put the platform together and all that, but this is just another really cool way to connect with someone that you admire. And I'm getting to connect with people that I admire. Like, I'll, I'll say it out. One of these people is Shane Told. I sang a Silverstein song at the first show I ever played. And they were still a very young band at the time. I'm not trying to date him. He, he's just been <laughs> successful for a long time. And yeah, that was like, I, you know, 2005. Yeah. And that kind of shit is, yeah, it was smashed to pe- smashed into pieces. And yeah, I love that song. You know, this kind of stuff is really important as we continue to move into the future and people realize that they're worth more than just what they're told they're worth. And, you know, some prices may come up or people may question the value of it. But I also have some people I've spoke to who, you know, they're really proud of their rate and what they charge and how they work with people because they know that they're talented and worth something. So I'm just trying to embrace my friends and back people and put them in a position where they can take care of themselves and make their own judgments. I don't care if the people on the site sing one song a year or 20 songs a year. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. You can turn them all down. You can accept them all. It's not up to me. I'm just here to put you in front of more people that want you. You know, I'm looking at the, you know, that first tweet I sent where I was like, you know, if you could work with any vocalist on in Screamo, who would it be? And it got like a thousand likes and a bunch of comments and people were super into it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to work. Time to try. You know, and eventually, hopefully we'll have everybody. I, you know, I want them all. I'm trying. And I'm also trying to pick up people who aren't like just in, you know, the biggest band ever. Like, obviously, like I want the big people, but I also really want like really cool undiscovered people. Um, One person is, um, dude, have you heard that band Filth? Yeah, yep, I have for sure. They toured with some uh, friends of ours in a band called Sleep Waker from Grand Rapids. That's sick. I'm texting him right now. Um, he's so sick. Yeah, that band. That band's pretty pretty sick. His vocals are insane, and that that latest video is just so good. Did you see the one the one that came out yesterday? That here one. I'd I have not seen it. it. Oh, bro, dude, you got to go watch it. Everybody go watch Hell by Filth out on YouTube. Now, you jabroni. Um, it's so good. He's so good. Like I'll definitely it. check it out. I've been working like, I've been working two jobs. Just being like trying to make as much money as I possibly can before touring starts. Hustle. That's great, man. You want to know what I've been doing? Uh, featured X and uh, podcasts. Yeah, that's it. I haven't been working. It's been pretty cool. I hang out with, with my fiance all day, and it's really nice. We have a good time. Um, That's really cool, nice though. Like, I feel like that you know you can look at the positives and the negatives of the year. Like obviously, like touring's done, but you get to spend more time with family, and it's yeah. you, know, you 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 value you you realize you value all of it. It's not just one or the other. It's, yeah, we're kind of making up for lost time too. Where. This is the first time we've gotten to be a normal couple and be around each other all the time since we've dated because I've always been in fit since we dated. So um, it's really nice. It's been a cool thing. I'm super stoked. Um, Yeah. Oh, he just texted me back. Hey, hi, hi, Dustin. But yeah, Yeah. man. So yeah, featured X. It's a thing. So. I, yeah, I love it, man. I want to be on it whenever. Yeah, we can. 
I've, I've brought it up to your management. <laughs> um, I think it's just once there's some, yeah, you're, there's, you're in a very interesting position right now where you guys got to happen to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not, you know, and I thought, cause I brought it up to him again. Cause I thought you guys had, were done. Um, getting right. everything finished and I didn't realize that there's still some rigmarole but the person that I'm discussing bringing in as the lawyer for um, Featured is X Al- is your lawyer so yeah, we've our- been talking about your band um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. it yeah he's really passionate like that's another thing that Alex is a part of the team now too just, just gathering people that were passionate about the band was always my goal like you know and once I really started taking it seriously, because obviously there was like a good almost two years where it was like, we're going to play a couple local shows and, you know, people like it. But, you know, but now we got this entire like backing behind us. You know, obviously Corey is like the biggest, one of the biggest pieces now. Oh, yeah. Corey Hajdi. Um Yeah, I love to just say his name in whatever weird way you know, I've heard the, it. Yeah, he's got Dayseeker, who is like orgasm music, you know? If like, I become a crookish yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. I like that, that band. That whole album's amazing. Obviously, you talk about it all the time, so here it is I again. I know, I know. And then he's got Era, and then, then he's got... Uh, I have a new know. obsession, though. Yeah, he does have Era. Era's great. You can also work with JT Coffee from Era on FeatureDex.com. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I saw him post about it yesterday. Yeah, he's got Silent Planet, and he's got you guys, and he's got us, and he's got... He's got um, bands like Hot Mulligan, I think. He's got he Hot Mulligan. Yeah, Hot Mulligan is a great band. They're super popular. Um, that newest yeah. album is popping right now. He's just a super awesome and hardworking dude, and I'm glad that yeah. he's that he took notice. You know, I had we had to pull out some Dakota singing. <laughs> yeah, he was another one. Yeah, there's one, fine, which is exactly what I wanted. That's that. That was the whole point. Like yeah. the whole point of Dakota singing was so that we would get bigger. Like it was never about, you know, that's all. It's all it's ever going to be about with Hollow Friends getting bigger. I don't. I don't give a shit what people think about our new music that we're writing or whatever. You know, well, if they it's don't like, like it, they're dumb and stupid. Right. Yeah. You know, I call people dumb, stupid, and idiots all the time on the show. And when I call you guys dumb, stupid, or idiots, I don't really think you're dumb, stupid, or idiots. It's just because... You might be. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I mean, and, and pretty much like it's... we've. I don't, I don't think we've lost that many fans. There's some p- fans... You've made like, a lot of fans. That's what you've done. Right. Yeah, we've, yeah, like you said, like you, you, you might lose one, but you gain like 10. Like that. That's that's the whole goal. And like we just want to show people that we're like we're about it. We're not we're not some you know, we're not some band that's gonna go on the road and like waste it. We're not gonna party all the time and we're gonna work it's a job. Yep, buddy. And I'm there to do I'm there to entertain and I'm there to, to meet people and I'm there to you know, live my dream. That's like the that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well that's the perk of doing it and l- a little bit later too, is you're not so um hung up on the the silly things where yeah, eighteen year old you know, me probably would have been a shit show. So I'm glad that Oh t- yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to eighteen year old me wouldn't have known what to do with himself. Twenty year old me would have started to become a shit show. Twenty three year old me would have been just terrible. Twenty five year old me somehow started to figure it out. <laughs> it was an interesting. And that's her, that's about the time you joined Fit for a King. Right? That was yeah. I had my twenty fifth birthday and I joined Fit for a King like a month or two later. So I, I I'm curious and how did you 
go about that? Did you just send in like an audition tape randomly or did you I know didn't. Somebody? Yeah. My, my buddy, Chris, who sang in my band from home, he had started to become a tour manager. So he tour managed sworn in and thy art is murder. He met fit for a King and he had kind of known them from when they also played Poughkeepsie, our area a few times. So he knew they were looking for someone. So he brought it up to them and they were like, okay, cool. Send us some stuff. I sent them videos from when we played. I did pre-pro for the song um, Breakaway and wrote my part. It's a great song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, like there was no vocals on it yet, so I wrote my parts first and then sent it to him. Um, and I sent them the song Selfish Eyes. Talked to Jared for like three months, and you know they hadn't pulled the trigger or anything. And then they were you know getting ready to go on another tour. Still hadn't found someone, and Jared went back through our messages and heard the song Selfish Eyes, which is on the record, but if you listen to the version that's on SoundCloud, it's way better. There's an original version that's written by myself and my friend Max Rye, who's formerly of the band That's Outrageous. And uh, after he heard that... Yeah, after he heard that, he called me and was like, hey, um... So we want you to come try out. How soon can you be, get here? And I was like, how soon do you want me? And I was on my third day of training at a new restaurant, and I'm sitting in the bathroom for like 10 minutes waiting for Lost his phone his call. <laughs> and yeah, he was like, how's four days sound? And I was like, um, okay, sounds good. So I got off the phone. I, you know, at the end of the shift, I quit the job. I you know, but they knew about it. So they were really cool. And were like, if you ever need anything, come back. I was like, thank you. So I called my parents, told my roommates, took my car off the road, flew to Texas and met them all. (laughs) And I learned like, I don't know, like nine songs in a week. And then we went and did our first tour with Kublai Khan and Sirens and Sailors. uh, My first tour. And it was, uh, on our way to go make the album Slave to Nothing. So it was very interesting, very fast course. Luckily, I mean, you know, they just saw that I could hang on tour, that I wasn't like freaking out and I wasn't... um, Annoying. Dude, I had like on that first tour, one of my like closest friends from high school died and I didn't leave. So I think it was like, all right, he'll stay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. That sucks. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, a guy from Grand Rapids actually was... I think he he lived in Texas and moved to Grand Rapids. He played on one of their tours and played bass. His name was Tanner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tanner. I've heard about him. Um, he sang in some other band for a while, too, right? Something with color yeah, youth, or whatever. Youth and Revolt. Youth and Revolt. That's not the color. That's not outline color. That's Youth and Revolt. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Two different bands. Two different bands. Um, yeah. They they really liked Tanner. He, he was really good. Um, they said they had a good time with him. Um, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. There, I think from what I've heard, the two of us, we both have a lot of energy, but I think our writing is way different where mine is, you know, especially when you look at something like Slave to Nothing, like I was depressed and dark and in like a fucking spot, you know what I mean? Where I don't know. I think he was so happy that to be (laughs) with that band where it was probably like, uh, I don't know. Um, But again. I wasn't there when they were trying people out. I was just there when they tried me out. And everyone that... And you ever, uh, become yeah. the the man, the spinny man. The spinny man. 
I yeah. watched that video. I I came so when I so when I when we met Ryan, I started to like actually like become more of a fan. Even like I still I listened to Dark Skies a lot, and I was watching some of your live videos, and I ran across the one where you lose the bass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's, that you can see my right classic. hand keeps chugging too. I got that muscle memory. <laughs> I got that muscle memory, man. But that was. Uh, I had to show everyone in the band that it was just amazing. That's not the only time that's happened either. That's just the only time it's been caught on camera. Yeah, I think you. I think you have. You've. You, I've seen you a lot, a lot now, like holding it and spinning. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm gonna hold this bitch because if it flings yeah. off and kills somebody, <laughs> it just keeps. Ha- it's not happened like a lot, but it's happened a few times. I've hit Ryan, you know, in the ribs with it once, and like. There's just those straps break or the screws come out or like all sorts of stupid things. I've broken screws off in the base. So I've had to learn a lot over like what exactly I can use because I also have really corrosive sweat. So my sweat just <laughs> just yeah, acidic takes, sweat. Yeah, it just takes these nails and screws and just fucking ruins them. Um takes the rust it, off a penny. It does, man. It's fucking gross. I'm a disgusting human and um I just have had to, it's tough. I've dinged up my stuff a lot. Um, I break a lot of tuning pegs on the cymbals and the cymbal stands. And uh, yeah, I hit them all the time with my guitars. But you know what though? Ryan is tough as shit. He handles it like a champion. So, you know. It's fine. They get yeah. used to it. If They've Brand gotten used to it. If Brand hit me with the bass, I'd probably haul off and punch him. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, the thing is, the you know. I wouldn't really, but. They can't do that to me, bro. Come on now. Right. <laughs> you ain't going to win that. I probably can't do it to Brandon either, but I probably would try because I would just be pissed. No, I probably, I would never, ever. I've never thrown a punch at anybody ever. Let me just put that out there. Oh, it feels great. <laughs> one fight. One fight in my whole life. I'm not a fighter. Yeah. I'm a lover. And, you know. Um, I'll we be fight honest, with me either. Yeah, I'm more of a yeller. I have not been in very many physical altercations in my existence. I'm not really for it. I did Taekwondo as a kid and got my black belt when I was like 14. So I really oh. don't. Um, so yeah, my like mom. A, you're like a lethal machine then. Well, I'm just going to punch you in the throat and destroy your knees because those are really <laughs> weak, and I don't think that anyone can really like it. Doesn't you could be the buffest person in the world, but if you don't have a windpipe, like you're probably pretty fucked um so you know just thoughts for everybody out there when it comes to self-defense hit them in the throat kick them in the balls destroy their knees um but yeah i just my mom would talk yeah my mom taught self-defense to women and was a got her black belt and taught taekwondo so i i was amazing yeah i was really blessed with the chance my sister and i did it when we were young and um, I stuck with it until I really just got like too enamored with music and sports and girls and school and life, you know? Yeah. Was, once I hit high school, it was all over, man. I wasn't the 14 year old that was thinking about fighting or animosity. I was like trying to dance and sing. <laughs> I was partying, man. You know? I was, that's when I learned. Oh, I was, no. That, no, that's no. when I started. That's when I started music when I was 14 and I started partying really hard <laughs> i didn't smoke a single thing in high school or middle school and i had i got drunk the last week of my senior year of high school for the first time i drank one beer before that but i smoked my first joint when i was 14 with the first dudes that i was in a band with Sick. and and then now he's my general manager at the dispensary <laughs> so, so he so. really likes weed 
Yeah, it's full circle, man. So good for yeah, him. you know, like it's you know, it's been a journey. And I was I was like into big into like Lincoln Park and Slipknot and when I was younger, and yeah, you know, the, those were kind of like my my beginnings. And then you know, obviously getting to high school and it gets crazy. And metalcore is a thing. Kill Switch as I dying. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. As I Lay Dying had a huge impact. Kill Switch had a huge impact. I remember, you know, the first time I ever heard a good car system was a friend of mine and we were like driving home from school or like going, you know, we were going to the mall and I was in his Jeep and he had a crazy sound system. And I just remember going over the Kingston Rhinecliff Bridge and hearing the end of Heartache. And is that the one that does the calling? I'll yeah. be waiting. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I'd never heard a car sound like that. You know, I'd only ever driven in my parents' cars. And, and yeah, and they were listening to that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, actually, my parents have great taste in music. Um, they're pretty young. And so, like, my childhood was like, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Salt and Peppa, TLC, Invo, yeah, exactly like naming. good shit. You know, my parents listened to awesome music. So my dad I was, was on, like blessed. cover bands for like heavy metal shit, and like oh. he's he's the one that got me really into like doing music because I really wanted to. He was a guitar player, but I I always wanted to be a vocalist because you know yeah. like the vocalist is the one that's like in the front and center, and you know he's yep. he's the one people look at so that's what i wanted to be and you know like obviously like he was shit we listened to, like alice in chains and like um you know all those bands from the 90s um uh, I, alice in chains is the heaviest band from the radio ever dude, all those yeah. drop octave riffs and shit like insane and then vocal harmonies man it's just insane yeah they're the best best band but he would play and like he would you know he would have all his all his like songs that he'd play but then he once it got into the early 2000s they switched to playing like corn and like limp biscuit and shit which is way more was more my style like once corn and once i heard corn and limp biscuit and like um slipknot and Mudvayne and like all yeah. those bands i was like i was like oh yeah and then I, I got really hot topic about it you know i got the big pants and oh that's sick Good for you. Oh, that's so great. You had a goth phase. And then I got to high school and I realized no kids in my school because I ended up moving because my parents got divorced. My my mom and my stepdad got divorced. And so we moved back home and everyone at the school was wearing normal pants. And I had these, I was, oh man, it was the most embarrassing moment of my high school career. Like luckily nobody remembered me when I came back and I was dressed differently. So like I kind of had like a fresh start and then I made all my friends. Dude, yeah, I was similar but opposite. Where I mean, I never moved or anything, but um, when I started wearing girls' pants, I was the only person in my grade doing it. I had, it. To have and, that too, man. Yeah, people were you know stoked or not stoked on it, and uh, it was an interesting experiment. But yeah, I did that all through. I didn't start wearing straight leg pants till I was like eighteen because I didn't get it. I just kept wearing girls' jeans, and then like, one of my I friends. A, I have yeah. a dad bod now. Because I have, I have kids, but when in high school I was like 118 pounds. Goodness and gracious! Like girls' pants were like the only ones that fit. <laughs> yeah, same. But it was also like a. It was also obviously a style back. You know, the scene back then that was like we didn't have skinny jeans kind of for dudes. Like it was basically girl pants were our skinny jeans. I didn't care even if they would have had skinny jeans. I still wanted to wear girl jeans. Because- My ass looked good in it. That's all that mattered. And I. Dude, I had I had long bangs and sweet girl jeans where my buns looked fucking sweet. I had a blonde streak in my hair. Remember the blonde streaks? Oh yeah, you couldn't have your t-shirt go over your studded belt. 
And it was <laughs> you had to be tucked in, and you had Mine to have a belt buckle white. that said "fuck" or something on it. Like oh, it dude. Just a- yeah, stupid belt buckle. <laughs> See, I wasn't into like uh, vulgarity very much at that point in my life yet, you know. So I was like, right. I had like this cool buffalo like turquoise one because I also just wanted to be like Keith Buckley at that time. Um, so I was like, had my hair like that, but it was a combo of like Keith Buckley and Chris Caraba, which is very not the same, but also the same because they're both hot. So I actually got my yeah. blonde streak idea from the dude from Haste the Day. Ooh, no. that's cool. That band was sick. Dude, yeah, I saw them a few times. Actually, I saw them once with Asley Dying, and that was pretty sick. Oh, and Still Remains one time I saw them. I never Ooh. saw Still Still Remains, and I never Well, they're really from Grand Rapids. Yeah. But they're super, they, they were super good. I always then. thought they were just not all that remains. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're just not. Like, you're still, like, you're still remains, but you're not all that remains, like. My first band was of the remains uh, of the remains. What would you do with them? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even come up with. It. I just kind of yeah. was thrust into the band and was like, "We're gonna write songs." And my I first written a song. <laughs> <in> my life. <laughs> my first band was called Ann and Dale. We were screamo. We had a song called Secondhand Roses." Yeah, we, that we, was we, very screamo sounding at the we time. We considered ourselves like emo core screamo. That was kind of like the thing. Yeah. It was cool. We wanted we were, to sound like from first class. Ooh. We, yeah, I did Grindcore for a second with the dumbest, longest possible names. Yeah. And the lyrics that 12 made 12 no foot sense. outside the steps that you once walked yeah, on. Yeah, very, very uh, number 12 looks like you, daughters, kind of shit like that. Yeah, dude, the new daughters is great, though. I've not heard it. You I, need to listen to it. It's amazing. Is it anything like the old chicks? I can't listen to it. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's like different. Norma Jean was another one, too, that we were, I was big into. Yeah. And yeah, I mean... And then, like, like bringing a knife to a gunfight. And then Deathcore came around, and I was in a Deathcore band, and I was into, like, slam death metal for a second. And they <laughs> yeah, I like those ones. Those are fun. I can do those, because it only takes whispering, you know? Like vital remains or like any of those like super. There we go. We'll do some gutter rolls for everybody. There you go. In, uh, inhale vocals. Back in the day, I could never do those, but they were, that was a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got, guys. That's me trying to breathe in air. Um, there you go. That probably sounds awful. I can't wait to listen back to that. The things I put these people through. They love it though, and I love your show a lot, dude. I'm I'm really glad that you asked me to be a part of it. Um, Thank you. I feel like we haven't we haven't really got a, me and you haven't really got a chance to actually talk. Like like, no, like I talk to Dakota the most probably. Right, Dakota's yeah. a very intelligent man. He's a we lovely like guitars. So yeah, he's we a can big, talk gear all day. Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know shit about that. We did get some in ears though. Finally, we got in ear system. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's. Only that or like when you get a cool new microphone or something, but you'll do that when you want to. But when you do, holler at your boy, get you taken care of. Telefunken, go buy yourself an M80. It's the best Telefunken that you can use during live performance, and it's way better than everything else. So go get one. Otherwise, you're a jabroni. Plus, they have really cool colors. Have you ever seen them? I have not. Yeah, they have like crazy cool color selections. You can look them up on Sweetwater real easy. Um, but and then also you can mix and match different um, bodies with capsules. So you can have like a turquoise. Mine's a turquoise body with like a white capsule on top. 
No shit. That's actually super cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, Tom Barber uses like a red body with a black top, and I think he was going to get a new one. That was really cool. But um, yeah, they're great. Kirby's getting a copper one soon for his streaming, which is real sick. I'm really wanting a wireless, to be honest. I want myself a wireless mic. Yeah, they have. he has a wireless, and he uses a... Um, a Telefunken capsule on top of the wireless. So you just oh, you, um, you just buy a capsule separately. Yeah, you get the capsule through uh, Telefunken, um, but you have to use a Shure wireless unit with it. Um, so you just end up doing a little change to it, but it literally takes two seconds, and it's great and sounds awesome. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a good plug. Everyone should buy some. Buy, if buy, you're buy curious what we do, that's what we use. Telefunken M80 and the M80 capsule. Boom. Uh, but yeah, I actually really love that company and Connor, the my rep there, because he's like the nicest dude ever, and he's great. He's taken the best care of our band, and it's unreal how nice he is to us. So, like, even just when we were making the record, like, they have, like, crazy expensive microphones for, like, studio stuff, and he let us borrow one for the record, and it was insane. Um, cause not everybody can always drop like 15 K on a microphone, but it's like, right. yeah, it's I like mean, one it's... of those, like the, the gods use them and they sound epic and it sounded epic and you'll enjoy it when you listen to fit for a King's new album, the path up for pre-order right now on merch. Now <laughs> I love, I love your salesman voice. It's great. Thanks. I like I, that. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for your guys' album to come out. Um, and I can't wait for the world to be able to tour again. That's going to be sick. Ryan, show you the new music video yet? Even though it's not finished, but it's like... I have not there. I have not seen it, but now I'm going to have to bug him about it. Bruh, it's crazy, man. I, I, I got to I gotta actually pursue it. You know, I got to ask. I was like, hey, can I wanna, hey Ryan, uh, can I uh, get a listen to the path, please? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then it he, took him a couple of days to message me back, and he's like, here it is. And I'm like, it was worth it. You know what, though? He's a busy man now, though, with those kids. So, God bless him. Right, awesome. and that's uh, kudos to Ryan. I mean, that's a that's a big responsibility like to do that, and I think that's really awesome of him. And, uh, like, I've never met Crystal, but she just seems like a big sweetheart. So Absolutely. You know, one of the, yeah, she rocks. And one of the things that's crazy about Ryan is there's people that you meet in life that are, like, good people, and there's people that try to be good people. Ryan is 100% the most pure of heart, nicest, kindest person I've ever met in my existence. Yeah, he's definitely one of a kind for sure. There's no bad, bo- there's not a bad bone in there. And just like hanging out with him, he's just, you know, like, like the conversations are just chill. Like, yep. Like he's super smart and articulate. So he's, I mean, like, there's no doubt why, why you guys have become such a success you know, in the business sense with him at the helm. Him and Corey, they, they go off each right, other yeah, extremely well, you know, and it's, they both have great ideas and Corey's, um, you know, very, been very successful in his own right with um, running Bravo artist in, in Ohio. And we've just gotten really lucky. The two of them just care so much. You can't, you can't replicate it. You can't just magically manifest it. It's there. It's not. And they just give a shit so much that it never stops. You know, they think about the band all the time and people are always, you know, asking like, hey, how do you get here? How do you become a successful band? How do you do it? You, The reality is 
I have thought about being in a band all day, every day of my life since I was 14 years old and I first started playing guitar. It's all I've yep. ever thought about. It's all I've ever wanted. And no offense to my fiance who's sitting on the the couch right next to me. I it, Girls didn't distract me along the way. Nothing got in my way. It wasn't uh, any job that I ever found that I wanted to pursue more. I, there was nothing. It was just music all the time. And you know, you need, you gotta have that, you gotta have that ambition and the tenacity to put up with, like I've said, like put up with the shit to get to where you want to be. Cause there's a lot of shit. (laughs) Well, it's made me a lot better of a partner too. Now that like, you know, we're achieving some success and we're happy with, with a band is and, and where it's going and what we think we can achieve. And the reality is we can lose it in the matter of seconds and you have to be satisfied with everything that you've done in your life up until that minute. And not everybody lives that way. And I'm not saying not that. Not satisfied that's, yet, Tuck. I, yeah. got to, I didn't get to play Warp Tour. I'm not satisfied yet. <laughs> you know, man, I feel that. That was uh, one of those life achievements, absolutely. And it's really funny because now I have like a cousin that I'll see make posts about like, oh, I wish Warp Tour was still a thing. And it's like, kid, I did it for three fucking summers before you even liked this shit. Why didn't you come? Like you could have, you know. And it's I funny. honestly, I never, I never went. I've never been. I never went. Oh to. man, it was the greatest. I loved it. I had. So I would many love to play times. it. I would love to be on the tour. For me, I, for me, going like standing out in the sun for that. Like fuck that. <laughs> like, I had one summer where my band I was in at the time, uh, we were called Visions. You can find some stuff on YouTube. Some songs were called like Tori Black, Yes, the Porn Star. And um, like The Truth in You and Dead End. There's some stuff. Go listen to it. 18, whatever. And we, my friend Jeff, who was my business partner with Featured X, got us guest listed for 10 days of Warp Tour and we could play acoustic sets in the Keep Abreast Tent. And we had we were in a conversion van, five guys, no air conditioning, just walking around playing acoustic songs and trying to sell dollar download cards to get enough money to get gas to get to the next show. That's the that's the grind, man. And it was rough, but it was the most fun shit ever. I had what a great summer. Um, I mean, it was ten days. I shouldn't say summer. I had a great experience doing it, though. I mean, yeah, ten days is a good. That's a good. Uh, with uh, you know your toe dipped into the waters yeah it was very exciting it made you feel like you could you know it was so nerve-wracking but just seeing it all happen and watching bands like transit or the used or taking back sunday and stuff like that was just like oh my goodness this is so overwhelming and amazing um but i just you know it's funny i say i so i predict it's gonna come back like i just I, I have a feeling. I just. I think he may do something different, if anything, you know. But maybe he will bring it back because that brand is built like, in. Because I feel like the last couple of years, like, even like it was starting to like dip, you know, like after, you know, you're starting to see a fatigue. And once you like, well, it's over now and now everyone wants it back and then he's going to bring it back and it's going to be like, boom, expl- huge explosion. He's going to blink 182 or some yeah. one of the original bands on there or something. It's just really hard because a lot of those bands, they get to the place where for that money that they'd get paid to do warp tour, they could just go do a club tour and play inside with air conditioning and all that shit. So that's why a lot of those bands don't come back. And one of the most interesting things I I had this conversation in a uh, interview yesterday, but 
in making the featured X roster, I feel for Kevin Lyman a lot because one of the things that I've been trying to be really conscious about is like not just having it be a boys club and like making sure that we are, are you know, well diverse and different types of people on the site. And when you get turned down by a, a female singer in the scene, it really hurts because there's only one for every 50 dudes to choose from. And it's not like we can just be like, well, sorry that so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so that you want, that you wish were on the site because they're popular. They turned me down. What the fuck do you want me to do? And I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody. Um, I've got some really cool add-ons this week. It's just, it's something that I feel for Kevin with because that was constantly a conversation with him where people were telling him that he, he didn't have enough female representation on the tour. And I'm just kind of starting to see it myself where it's like, man, we really don't have a lot of, of um, females or like LGBTQ representation in the scene. And I really wish that it was more present. Um, and hopefully things will continue to become more inclusive and fe- people will feel more comfortable and have these conversations and then it will happen. But um, just long story short, you know, I kind of feel for Kevin with that because it's it's hard. It's very difficult. Yeah, it. Unfortunately, it's still a very male-centric industry, which you know, like, is is very sad. Which I, which is why I liked your uh, episode with Michelle. Like, it was just very like eye-opening to like things that you probably just like. I didn't, you know. Obviously, you hear about things, but you just don't know on the level that that a woman or say an LGBTQ person would experience on a tour. You know, like, or yeah. just in the industry at all. It's like, it's like we're all here for the same reason. We love music. Like it's, you know, like everyone should have their fair shot, you know, biases are real and people get treated with them and it's difficult. And we just have to do our best to, you know, keep our eyes open and learn and support people and, and try to have this to be a very, you know, positive and inclusive atmosphere. And believe, I believe that it's a lot better than it used to be, but do we still have a long way to go? Absolutely. You know? Oh yeah, and I think. I mean, that- the music industry changes all the time. Probably more, probably faster than some of us want it to. Yeah. You know, it's changing every year. So hopefully that you know, I'm hoping when touring comes back, it's going to be like a huge resurgence. You know, it's just going to put everyone's going to be like, we took this for it, you know, for granted. <laughs> like we, you know, and then everyone's just going to be like, the people are going to come to the shows the shows are going to be packed and the, the bands are going to be just doing their best because they're just, they're happy to be back. And we'll just, we'll have like a big old great time, everybody on the road. (laughs) I think that's going to be the case, man. I think, you know, we'll all, I'm not sure if everyone's going to be in small rooms or how it's going to go at first. Um, But I think that when tours do come back, you're going to see like the day that knocked loose announces a tour. I bet you the whole thing sells out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know it's gonna be that one of those sucks so much hype for well you deserved know. you know i, I agree there you know and i i yeah. it took me a second to like catch on everyone was talking about him in like 2016 and i was just like and eh, you know i'm not a big fan and then i like delve into it. i was like okay and now i know what i've i've been fucking up you know like See, and now i yeah, I love like bands like Incendiary and Bane and like Mind Force and guys that have that higher register vocal. Like early Comeback Kid is a great reference for that. And right. um, I just think that Knocked Loose is so talented and so smart. Kind guys, great band, crushing it, super stoked for them. Hard um, workers. 
Absolutely. They, they grind it out and, you know, they work extremely hard all the time. And, um, you know, there, it doesn't hurt that Isaac is a genius as well. Um, cause he's really talented. But, uh, speaking of which today, Cole, the guitar player of knocked loose announced that his band Eastwood signed to pure noise records. They're super good. It's like an indie band. Obviously, if anyone's listening to the show, you've heard that I am a fan of that type of music. I really think you should go and check them out. They're called Eastwood. It's Eastwood KY on Instagram. Go give them a follow. Listen to it on Spotify. The band is fucking awesome. There's a new music video out right now, and I'm going to find it real quick because that's what I'm going to do because I'm telling you, and now I'm trying to stall for it until I have it. But yeah, <laughs> it's great that they signed to Pure Noise. I mean, obviously they would because yeah, good Cole label. was already signed to it with um, Knocked Loose. But uh, it's called It Never Gets Easy, the debut album by Eastwood. It's going to be out September 18th on Pure Noise. And they have a new song called False Start with Nathan Hardy of Microwave. And if you don't listen to Microwave, you should also go listen to that band because they're mind-blowingly good. Um, but I guess I listen, I, you know, lately I've been listening to more screamo, but technically I usually listen to softer stuff more than I listen to heavier stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of, I, you know, cause I, one of my jobs is a delivery job. So I either listen to podcasts or like nineties throwbacks <laughs> to be honest, a lot of, uh, and whenever I'm touring, like I have this entire like tour playlist of like nineties and oh, that's early great. Music and the Do band. Do you play like, Chumba Wumba? Um, yeah, it's on there. For real? I get knocked down, but and I, I get up again. You know, yeah, of course, that's what down. on there. Or uh, um, I always love when uh, Smash Mouth comes on. Away. Or uh, or um, the Bare Naked Ladies. Wow! Yeah, what a great yeah, band. When, that, when that one comes on. Do you but have then, some uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, we have, yep, that's, so we have, we have vibe checks and we, we have a couple vibe check songs like, all right, vibe check. And then we'll put on like Hootie and the Blowfish or we'll put on uh Sugar Ray. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're just like, okay, vibe check. Cause like, if there's like any negative energy, we're like, all right. For some reason, Alanis Morissette's playing in my head right now. Just the, that's it's on like there too. On your wedding day. Yeah. It's so good. Free life. Yeah, dude. Just can't wait. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's great. I love her, and I remember watching her music video with the hair in front of her boobies in my aunt's yeah. house. Uh, uh, yeah, as a young like, child, I, I was very. I was. I was like, I love that video. I yeah, don't know why, she's so but I love it. cool. I can't wait for it to come on VH1. I know, right? Um, yeah, she's great. That's awesome. Music is tight. I when like Devin- the nineties. When Devin drives, he listens to John Mayer, and he only listens to five John Mayer songs. Over like, what? like he's about to get a ban on John Mayer because it's like only five songs. It's oh, I ones. love John Mayer, but he needs uh, to I listen like to Born too. and Raised front to back. That's the record. Um, I like it too, but he likes he only has like five or six songs, and they just sounds like Jared. Rotating. That's kind of what Jared has like certain songs that he really likes and gets hooked on and repeats. Um, stuff and like I'm The grumpy. Midnight or I'm, I'm a grumpy dude, so I go like. No more fucking John Mayer. <laughs> okay. The newest John record was great too. I'm a big John Mayer fan personally, no, but great. I would listen to more but than five. When songs. you listen to the same five songs seven times in one day while you're driving like ten hours, like it's yeah. it gets old. I'm like yeah. I'm like, don't you have anything else you can play? 
I feel that, dude. I would not not be too stuck on that. But it helps me when Jared does it sometimes where, for instance, he would constantly play like certain Casey Musgrave songs. And then I'd always ask him like, dude, who is this? Because I'm a stoner. And then he'll be like, dude, for the fifth time, like it's Casey Musgrave. So I'd be like, oh, this is fucking good. Like, yeah. And now I love Casey Musgrave. She's one of my favorites. I think she's great. Yeah, you're the only pot smoker in the band, right? Yep. Yeah, just me and the whole crew. Um, you know, except for you know, sometimes if Andrew's with us or something, he'll he'll talk with me after we go to the gym here and there. But he's always driving, so he can't do it night. Yeah, times. everybody in Holofront so. smokes, but I had to instill the no no pot rule. Like, can't bring flour with you on the road. Why? Cause I'm not fucking getting pulled over and fucking lose our business and shit. Like I'm that that scares. The I shit would out of me. say uh, we don't, bring edibles and yeah. like uh, cartridges. Interesting. See, I I get like don't fuck with borders. Don't fuck with like the Arizona. Yeah, I mean, go through like Ohio, like uh, Georgia. Those are like asshole cops. Like a lot of those, a lot of those like Southern boars. Even though Ohio isn't Southern, they consider those themselves that from interesting. You know, but I don't know. For me, I always experience like high anxiety. Like if I know, like I just don't want anything to do with that. To be honest, like obviously we could bring enough to smoke, but like not like a fat sack. Is which you know, <laughs> if everyone brings a fat sack, because it's four of us. Yeah. So if everyone brings their own sack, it's not just one person. It's like yeah, I don't think you should be rolling with like an ounce at all times. But you know, right? I think well, it, I just bring you know, edibles and I eat edibles. That's, that's pretty sick. much. That's pretty much all I do anyways. It's just, it's way more efficient and it, and it's like lasts longer and it's, and I wait until after the show is done. See, edibles don't do dick for me, man. Really? Nothing. I mean, I, you know, working in the dispensary, you hear that a lot. Some people are like, it doesn't work for me. I was like, it yep. works for me. Great. <laughs> I could eat like a 400 milligram thing and it'll work for me. Jesus. I ate like 200 milligrams like a week ago and I slept really great. Um, yeah, that's a lot. I, I, mean, I do like 40 at a time, dude. And I, <laughs> I just do it every day. Um, well, yeah, Crazy. but I'm like, yeah, I yeah, smoke like, too much pot. Um, and yeah, I like it. It's nice. Um, but I've never brought marijuana on tour ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try to change your mind because you're probably makes Kirby feel great if you guys are being good boys. Um, well, I mean, we, we're, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not going to be like a dictator about it. You know, like it's, yeah. if, if, if they bring it and they get, in, they, if we get pulled over, they got to take the blame for it. <laughs> like, yep. a, like that's the thing. Like it, that's the, that's the reality. Like if it was Devin, if it was Brandon, if it was Dakota, if it was me, if it was somebody that we brought with us, I'm sorry. Like, but yep. I'm, <laughs> I didn't bring it. So yeah. It's nice that it is becoming legal in more places, though, because it's easier yeah. for you to just go somewhere I mean, and get it. Yeah, you just, well, if you're driving through Colorado, you just get enough while you're in Colorado. And then, you know, maybe a little bit to take with you, just, you know. Or you Not go to four dispensaries and you buy a bunch of ounces and then you have it forever until it's <laughs> gone. Um, no, don't do this, these things, people. I'm just making jokes. Be smart. Be responsible. Yep. Don't drink and drive either. Well, yeah, what's, yeah, don't. Or th- not through there the are, night. You know what, man? There are fucking Ubers like crazy. There's Lyft. If you drink and drive now, you're dumb. 
and you need to just think twice. Uh, and if you think twice and you still drive, you're an idiot. Um, my little town doesn't have Uber, but you could. Oh, walk. it doesn't. You could walk. You, the, it, I live in a pretty small town. So Walking's like tight. Just walk. Yeah. Or, or call or call somebody. Walking's pretty sick. I do it. We walk a lot because we live in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, you live in the city. Like that was. Oh, man, I was gonna be there. We were gonna play Brooklyn in April. Kingsland. Yep. What? Uh, what were you guys? Going out on. We were going on a tour. It was supposed to be Earth Groans and uh, Oh, Hunter. Silent Groaning Planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was going to be pretty sick. We were going to hit the city. Who was the other band? I'm sorry because I interrupted. Oh, uh, Red, Red Handed Denial. They're from Canada. Oh, that's sick. That's Lauren's band. Yep, Lauren. Yep, Lauren Babbitt. That's she's sick. Like, yeah. She's so really we, nice. We did like a little weekender with them like last or yeah, last summer. And then, like obviously, when we were we were working with Artery, who's dynamic talent now, I think. Then they got us that tour, and then we had another couple tours in the works, and all those got canceled, obviously. But yeah, yeah it would have been cool, like because I never been, I've never been to the city, and like it kind of gives me anxiety a little because it's like so big and massive. But I would love like just to be. Nah. It's all about traveling for me. That like that's another. That's a big. That's a big uh, perk of being yeah. in a touring band, just like seeing the world. That that that's if you I want. Guess, if that, at least your first shows in Brooklyn, the drive wouldn't be that bad with your van and shit. But overall, driving through the city sucks. It's not yeah. fun. And you we're we've to, been talking about getting like an upgrade, like um, so like like a transit or something. More like a shuttle bus kind of a deal, and then we would kind of like gut it and like turn it in our own thing. Um, we're just trying to see if it's... Those are if, tough for repairs, though. The problem with those is you have to go to specific garages versus, like, a transit. You can well, they have, they have regular, like, Ford ones, like, oh. that just have, like, normal engines, and, yeah, it's not, it's not, we're not looking for, like, a diesel or anything like that, because it gets way too expensive, but as long as we can find something just to put, like, just to have, like, a sitting area and then bunks, because we want to be able to have six beds so that we can bring fucking bring two people with us if we wanted to you know like a photographer yeah. which is always a must for us we need a photographer every tour from now on yeah and then that's what we have maybe, in our transit is six maybe bucks. maybe start doing a merch person but i i usually do that by myself or devin helps out or i'll get someone to cover me while i go and you know hit my hit my cartridge a few times or like you know talk to fans you know yeah, it depends but, on. I think you'll bring a merch person when you find the right one, probably too. Yeah, and like, cause I mean, eventually, like the way that, like the way that Corey and Ryan are talking, it's gonna be crazy merch. Like, I'm not gonna be able to handle it. I'm gonna have to have somebody that's that's their dedicated job. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're not gonna want to do it. It's gonna fuck up like your tour experience. You'd rather right. yeah, have yeah, someone that's sure. handling it. It's gonna become too stressful. The first right. couple tours will probably, you know, just be a kind of like a test and then we'll, we'll see how we feel. Cause we, yeah, we'd love to be able to just get a sick crew together. Like you guys have like a little family, like that, yeah. that, that's what I want. I want to find like a photographer that just like comes with us every time. So it's not like, cause we, every time we've done something and we brought somebody new and it's like, I want someone that's like a part of the group. You, know? you feel weird when you're not with them. It's pretty cool. Like. I if we don't have the whole squad on tour, like if Bruce isn't there or, or like Trevor or Brian, well Brian's ne- never not there. We wouldn't play if Brian's not there. Um, it's weird. It's really weird to not have them around because you get so used to having the whole 
squad. And we're lucky. We love our crew. Everybody's great. We got a great squad. Um, yeah, you do. So. You guys, uh, it's always a blast when you guys come through. Feels good. You know, I was going to say earlier when you were talking about how you guys used to fight and just, you, you know, we used to fight sometimes, but man, now things are like better and things are going well. We really don't. And I think that, you know, when it starts to work, if you're fighting a lot, you, you really need to take a look at yourself where I know I had to be more appreciative of what I had and what was coming my way and being in this band and getting to travel the world and play shows and do this shit. So I had to just stop being such a dickhead. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody and everybody's equally as a dickhead sometimes like, but I can definitely, I, I, I think we all know our faults. It's just hard to, especially cause we're not consistently on the road. Like learn, you know, we're every time it's like, learning something new about a person that maybe you it annoys the fuck out of you. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like quick to quick to like get up, like anger, not, not like, not like, but like quick to get heated a little. And then I'm like, chill. I'm like, all right, chill out, chill out. Like that's me, then, man. Um, yeah. And Brandon's the type that like holds it in and like, then he's angry all day. And then like, so I try not to like we're, we're we got things to work on, but we're we're excited that you know we're get we're gonna get the opportunity to work on them. Absolutely, uh, you'll get there. It'll yeah. be nice and easy. So it's sick. I'm very proud of you guys. You guys have been crushing it. The band is doing Thank extremely you. well. You're just ready to go and take over the screamo world and be one of everyone's favorite new metalcore bands. It's we are, sick. and we appreciate you guys' support and everyone that's listening support. If you if you've heard of us, and if you haven't, please go check something out. I'm go listen to I- Loose Threads by Hollow Front out now on all streaming platforms. If you don't listen, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Isn't it you fun? Don't have to do that, but me. <laughs> it's no, it's fun. It's just for the show. Everyone knows I don't mean it. I just you know you got to at least get one in there. You kind of, um, you kind. I mean, we all. You, you kind of mean it. It's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean it in the way that, in the best way possible. Yeah, because you know it's, it's fun, and it's you know no one wants to just. That's part of having your own show. It feels like you have do it some power. Yeah, that's why, why it's get tucked and not fit for a podcast. Goddamn fucking right. So you can say the fuck word. Ow. Yeah, so I could say the fuck word. Um, pretty, pretty much, man. Honestly, that was the main uh, thing right there. Where I was like, if I call this fit for a podcast and I cuss, Kirby is gonna get so mad at me. <laughs> Can't do that. And, and I just don't. Uh, you know, it's one of those things you think about where you don't want to avoid. Um, you want to avoid conflict, but also somehow this silly little nickname that my friends came up with is just really fun for like marketing stuff like that, where you can at, you know, fuck is really easy, but also like, I want to make a bass pickup called the hum tucker instead of a humbucker. And, um, it's just, it's, it's fun. I'm having a good time being stupid with my dumb nickname. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, dude, thanks for being on the show today. I hope you dude, had a I good appreciate time. You having me on. Um, it was a great conversation. Of course, wouldn't have it any other way. I know I've put it off a little bit. Um, I have um, another person I'm supposed to interview this week as well, which I'm really excited about, but we'll see if that ends up Ooh, happening. Yeah. They're super busy. But, um, dude, I need to listen I, to your episode with Brian from Currents uh, on my Friday, my Friday drive. I'm going to listen to it. So Yes, please. I'm it's stoked. a fun one. He's the best. He's such a sweetheart, and what a talented guy. Um, 
So, yeah, it's great. Love that dude. And I think you'll enjoy it. It's a fun one. But eventually you guys will do a Kearns tour, I'm sure. I couldn't. I've, yeah, they they uh, they actually uh, tagged us in a thing, like in a story saying, let's do it. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. Do you imagine like a Kearns Dayseeker co-headliner with Hollow Front? Ugh, that would. That uh, would fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like that makes me. That makes my pants tighter. That butter's my bread with butter. But again, um, thanks so much for having me, man. And of course, um, I will hopefully see you within the next year or so. Probably. I mean, we'll who knows? Touch. Well, actually, you know what? Within the next year, I don't know. I, I really hope. don't. We'll see. Uh, um, we're hoping in uh, all thoughts and prayers. Yeah, towards, absolutely, towards man. that. Well, you guys are the best. Loved having you on the show today, man. And uh, hold on one second, and I'm going to properly say goodbye to you off air. But I hope you had a fun time getting tucked. I I loved getting tucked. It was my favorite thing of the day. So thank you. Of course, brother. All right, gang. The show is over. Thank you to Tyler for being on the show this week. One of the coolest parts of music and being in this industry is getting to watch your friends become more successful. Hollow Front works incredibly hard, possibly the hardest of any um, like young or unsigned band I have met until recent time. Um, they do things the right way, and they've really seen the results. So I'm happy for them, and I can't wait till they, we get to tour together in the future. Um, solid choice on this week's mid-roll mosh. That captive song was a bop. Um, next week on the show, we have Courtney LaPlante of Motherfucking Spirit Box. This conversation is done. I already recorded it, and may I say it was fantastic. I laughed so hard, and we chatted for quite a while. I think it's actually my longest episode yet. Um, I can't wait to share it with you, and I hope that you all love it. So thanks, you guys. Um, check out the show every Monday on Adobe Howl at 4 p.m. and all other platforms on Wednesday. Next week is going to be wild. Make sure you go pre-order the new Fit for a King album, The Path, and watch our new video for Locked in My Head. Make sure you go request on Sirius Octane, the song Locked in My Head. It's our best video yet, and it's one of my favorite songs we've ever written. So do me a solid. Go request it if you listen to Serious Octane and get Jose to play that goddamn song. Please, please, please. Um, I will talk to you next week. Stay happy and healthy. And as always, remember to get tucked.
pay you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.